0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Thursday, September 23rd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. All of the available vaccines have been proven to be safe and effective against serious illness and hospitalization. But is there one that stands out above the rest? A series of studies have found that the Moderna vaccine may provide the most protection when it comes to antibodies and hospitalization. Part of it may be that the vaccine delivers a larger dose than Pfizer. Aporva Mondavilli, reporter at the New York Times, joins us for why Moderna has the edge. Thanks for joining us, Aporva. Thanks for having me. I want to start off, we're going to talk about vaccines. I want to start off by saying that the three vaccines that we have, the Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, and Pfizer, first off, they're all safe, very effective at preventing severe COVID and hospitalization. But for the longest time, there's always been this kind of, you know, big question, which one of the vaccines is better? And remember early on in the pandemic, when the vaccines were being rolled out, memes across the internet, everybody saying, oh, I got Pfizer, it's the best one, all this. But we've seen a number of studies now kind of bearing out that Moderna actually has uh, some some clear advantages, not to say that it's any better or anything like that, but there are a couple of things that are working more in its favor and as far as its effectiveness. So Porva, help us walk through some of this. What are we seeing with it?
1: I'm glad you started out saying all of the vaccines are very effective. So I think that's number one, that they are all actually extremely good at preventing severe disease and hospitalization, which is ultimately the big goal for these vaccines. But what has emerged over the last few months is that in some of these studies, it's looking like the protection from Moderna is a little bit more durable. It's staying at higher levels over time than the protection from Pfizer. We already sort of knew that the J&J vaccine is a little bit less Protected than the other two. We knew that from the clinical trials, but we thought that Pfizer and Moderna were basically the same. And what these studies are showing us is that they're almost the same, but Moderna's slightly ahead.
0: <laughs> All right. So we've seen about 221 million doses of Pfizer go out, about 150 million doses of Moderna go out. And what we're seeing is a couple of studies that have looked into some of this stuff. But, you know, one of the things uh, that came out, I guess the CDC had uh, some research that was published just this past week. Talking about at least hospitalization rates and um, you know protecting against hospitalization for Pfizer, that was at 91 percent, that fell to 77 percent after a four-month period. For Moderna, there was no decline over that same period.
1: That's right. And so, you know, most of these studies are showing differences at those levels. So in this study, the Moderna and the Pfizer were different by about 14 or 15 points. And that's sort of what a bunch of studies have shown is that Pfizer seems to be trailing Moderna by about 10 to 15 points. When it comes to severe disease and hospitalization, the differences are a little bit bigger when it comes to um, preventing infections. But again, severe disease is a big goal. And so that's really what we're looking at. And in fact, there was a, a new study that just came out today in the New England Journal of Medicine showing a similar trend. They found that 5,000 healthcare workers, they looked at Pfizer and Moderna and they found Pfizer is about 90 percent and Moderna is about 96. So, you know, they're all showing these these small differences between the two.
0: And then one of the other studies that we saw had to deal with antibodies and how Moderna produced, I guess, one third to one half more than Pfizer did. Is that something like that?
1: You know, that sounds like a huge difference when you hear about it, one third to one half, but these are not differences in how effective the vaccines are. These are just differences in what we call antibody titers. And just for comparison, just in among a regular population, there can be a hundredfold difference between people. So a two to threefold difference is nothing at all and really doesn't have much of a clinical impact. So scientists are not really worried about that. It seems more like over the long term, we know that antibodies wane and it's possible that Pfizer's wane a little bit more than Moderna's. Right.
0: Yeah, so exactly. Don't freak out if you got Pfizer. It, you're still you're, you're still doing very well. But that's kind of, you know, just human nature to compare and contrast and even in your own head. And that's what we we're doing with uh, Johnson & Johnson as well with that, all that preliminary data that showed it wasn't as, effect, as effective as the mRNA vaccines. We've seen Johnson & Johnson come out with some other research saying that a second dose, you know, a booster shot kind of boost it up to what those mRNA vaccines do. So this is all in keeping, you know, they're they're all still very, very effective. So what does this do for that conversation about booster shots?
1: You know, that's interesting. I think, you know, I've just been listening to the CDC advisors debate all day about which boosters people should get and which people should get them and when. And it's a little bit confusing because right now Pfizer is the one that is up on the table for the FDA to decide about. But You know, it'd be very tricky for them to recommend that only people who got Pfizer before should get Pfizer. Well, what about all the people who got Moderna? So it's not very clear what's going to happen. It's possible they'll just delay a decision until the Moderna one is also available. Moderna's already applied. It's just the conversation is taking longer. So um, I don't want anybody to come away with the impression that Moderna is so much better that they should all just go get the Moderna booster. I don't think that's what these data are showing at all. It's just documenting, for example, there are differences in how much of the dose that each vaccine delivered. Pfizer used 30 micrograms and Moderna used 100. Both companies were just guessing at the start of the pandemic. So that may be one of the differences. And Pfizer spaced its two doses by three weeks. Moderna spaced it by four. And there's some evidence that, that you know it might be better to have those two doses staggered longer, which we couldn't do. Again, at the start of the pandemic, we just did not have that luxury. But now that we have a little bit more time, There are some studies showing that it might be better to have the second dose come later. So there's a bunch of things here that we need to think through before we decide what to do with boosters. And I think that's what the FDA and the CDC are really spending time on right now. Yeah, and
0: even on that thing of of dosing, right, I guess, so uh, Moderna asked the FDA to authorize A half dose is their booster shot, just the 50 micrograms. So definitely all still things we have to go through. And, you know, maybe this is it. But, you know, for the conversation, who deserves the boosters should get them first. High risk populations, obviously. But I I just uh, like the line at the end that uh, one of the scientists you were speaking to that when this whole thing was happening with the vaccines, everybody was like, well, we'll be happy if we get an efficacy rate of 50 to 60 percent. And what we've gotten with these mRNA vaccines, at least, the Pfizer and Moderna is something much higher. And we're still kind of parsing it out and trying to see which one's better.
1: That's right. And even with J&J, actually, we started out higher than that. So this is a very luxurious problem to have. It's, it, these vaccines are way better than we thought. So now we can actually, you know, really be nitpicky and say, well, well I don't want 94. I want 96, and things <laughs> <Right>. like that. <laughs>
0: exactly. Apoorva Mondavilli, reporter at The New York Times. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.
1: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You
0: deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandy's.